Welcome back, my friends, to the Shut the Hell Up and Sell podcast. I am your host, the author of Shut the Hell Up and Sell, Ronnell Richards. I want to thank you guys for the tremendous support that we've been receiving thus far on this podcast. Um, so many people that have been checking in on the multiple platforms. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube. Um, we're on Amazon as well and dropping content on LinkedIn. So you can check us out on all of those things. And I just want to encourage you guys that if you're digging what you're hearing and seeing, you know, like what we're talking about man, engage with us, you can leave messages on Spotify. You can clearly comment and leave messages on YouTube um, as well as LinkedIn when we're dropping content out there. And there was nothing that I would love to do more than to engage with you guys, answer your questions and who knows. If I think that your question is intriguing enough, you might even get to be on this podcast live and that would be super dope. So um, just make sure that you're reaching out to us uh, and, and letting me know if you're digging it, letting us know what you want us to talk about, because what matters to you is what I really want to focus on. Um, in addition to providing this platform for great leaders to sales leaders to hop on and share their experience. But we want to make sure that we're we're engaging you guys as the audience and bringing you into this as well. All right. With all that said, ah, oh, here we go. Another banger rapid fire every day. This is what we do. This is what we do. We bring on great people and that share great stories. And um, I just, just get to sit back like a kid in a candy store and, and listen to them share their wisdom nuggets today. My friends, we are joined by my great friend, my very good friend, uh, Roderick Jefferson, who is the author of Sales Enablement 3.0. You know, I don't like saying that. Like, I should say, like, just the man. Like, it's so much more than just the author of this best-selling book. Like, you literally created something that didn't exist before. And uh, it's 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 been really cool to see your journey, to see how much you've impacted the world of sales and creating, basically creating this sales enablement thing that now it's kind of everyone talks about. But you, my friend, um, you're the pioneer of this thing. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. First of all, I, I'm absolutely honored and humbled to be on with you. And you know, it's funny when people say you created the nomenclature, you created this space. I never really looked at it that way. I just thought that there was something more than just training, right? And I always thought you train animals and you enable people. And to see my baby grow up into this global phenomenon, it's more than anybody could have ever in the wildest depths of my mind dreamed that it would become what it is today. You know, you just said something, train animals, enable people. You probably said that a thousand times, but it's the first time I heard it. And I love it. I love it. It just, it just, it's, it's when you, it, when you think about the power of words, like I'm a big stickler for words and, and really understanding and Likewise. embracing the power of them, like just changing that one thing. Ladies and gentlemen, when you think about the enabling as opposed to training, right? Enabling, it just implies um, helping. It implies getting in the trenches with them. It really, it's it's such more, more of an intimate word. I love that. 
That, that, and I think also I look at enablement as a marathon where training is a sprint, mm. right? One time, very mm. little, long tail, no true metrics and measurements that you can come back. And if the measurements are there, they're lagging. They're not leading indicators, right? Where enablement says, let's really understand what you need. How do we address those? How do we then solve those issues? And it's not always pain. So let's stop talking about how do we go and find or manufacture pain. Sometimes it's about decreasing pain, but sometimes it's about increasing productivity and efficiency. Mm. So now it really, I don't know, maybe it's something we call sales, where you actually have a conversation instead of giving presentations to people (laughs) and get in there and ask what really matters to them. And I think the biggest difference about enablement and training is Training is about giving you the right answers. Enablement is about teaching you the right questions to ask. Wow. I like that. I like that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, before, as we get into this conversation real quick, if you could just tell the tell the folks out there what it is just in general that you do. You do a lot of stuff and, you know, from a consulting standpoint, <laughs> but I'll let you tell people what it is that you do outside of just be a sales genius who just creates a whole like global um, movement. Thank you for that. First of all, I've always looked at myself as an ordinary guy with an incredible platform to be able to help other people be bigger, faster and stronger. That's really what I do in a nutshell. It's having conversations with people. It's being that mentor that can bounce. It's that OG that says, don't step in that hole because I've done it and it'll snap your ankle off. So rather than do it, learning from me. And I always, people say, what do you really do? And, And at its core, I really allow people to be me, for me to be the floor that I can help them move up to get to the ceiling. I'm a people person at my core, right? I've been a consultant. I have run enablement at some of the largest, most successful companies on the planet. But none of those things are really kind of what define me anymore. For me, it's how can I make others more productive, more effective, more efficient? At the end of the day, more human. Wow. Okay. Uh, that that was pretty philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, let's let's go back. Let's go back. I want to start with the first question I like to ask is your first sales gig. What was your first sales job? Tell me about it. I was a BDR at AT and T, and then I became an AE, and I did really well. Went to President's Club a couple of times. Got promoted to sales leader, as we tend to do. But I threw a monkey wrench in and I said, no, I don't want to be a sales leader. Mm. I actually would rather be over on the training at that time before enablement existed because I realized I love the process of selling more than I did taking down big deals. I know, I know you think I'm crazy on this one, but ride with me for a second. It was an opportunity to take my rudimentary best practices and spread them across our entire region and I said to my sales leader, what if I could do two things? One, what if I could help people onboard and ramp faster? And secondly, what if I gave you the best problem that you could possibly have as a sales leader? And that is, I need to go and ask for more budget because I've got too many people going to sales to, um, sorry, that you had too many people that, that were making it to club. And now you need more budget for those people. And he said, then that would be my dream. 
So as any good sales guy does, talk myself into a whole new genre. But I want to stay close to sales because in my heart, in my core, I'm a sales guy. Mm. You know, I can identify with that as, you know, as, as an entrepreneur and a guy started a bunch of businesses and done a bunch of different things, kind of grown up in this thing. Um, the joy is in the journey, right? And so at least it is Absolutely. for me. So like, you know, when you look at sales, when the sale is done, it's done. Like I made the sale. That's almost like the end of journey. Now, if you guys have read the book, you understand how I feel about that. That's the beginning of another That's journey. However, <laughs> when you think about this yes. from the sales process standpoint, like the fun is in, is in getting to that, that close, right? Like uncovering mm-hmm. the, 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 the needs of that customer, providing solutions, you know, building those relate, building that relationship, the architecture, you know, that's, that's the fun. That's the joy, right? Absolutely. Um, so I can identify with your desire to get more into that side of, of the world and, and helping to enable, you know, sellers to be more successful and, and organizations to, to be more efficient and, and uh, you know, there, thereby be more more successful at the end because you know, again, that whole journey part of it—that's the fun part, at least in my, the funnest part. It's all fun. Don't get me wrong. Hey, look, closing deals are fun. I know, <laughs> but you know, yeah. But it's also yeah. The but end. you know what? Closing deals helps you to kind of feed yourself and feed your family. Yeah. It's those other pieces you were just talking about that still feed your soul. Yeah. And if you can find something that you do both of those then you've got what I talk about in the book, which is my candy bar job. What's the one thing that I would do if they only paid me in my favorite candy bar, Reese's peanut butter cups that I would still do. Very few people actually in life get a chance to one figure out. And secondly, actually go and fulfill yourself by doing your candy bar job. Mm. And, and how do you do it? Figure out what it is first. Right. And then secondarily, Find a way to take one step closer to it every single day. Okay, that was fire. Everything you said except for one thing. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups are now candy bars. Like what? Since I, I, the, aren't they their their own category? <laughs> yeah, they're two small candy bars. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they just happen to be round. Look, op- open your mind. Round brother. candy bar? I don't just know. They're man. not a block. I don't know. I, <laughs> no, they're they're two small candy bars. Snickers, Twix. <laughs> Three Musketeers. These are candy bars. They're, Nobody wants nougat. They're their own category. <laughs> they're their own category. All right. We're that one. There you see, I told you about starting out new categories. See? Okay. Now uh, you see what I'm uh, talking okay. about. <laughs> well, I'm going to need you to use that whole thing that you do with starting new categories and create a category for Reese's peanut butter cups because they are absolutely not a candy bar guys i want i want i want to know guys from you let us know <laughs> let me know in the i'm gonna do a <laughs> poll on this on this particular episode is our reese's butter cups peanut butter cups candy bars yes or no all right okay yes <laughs> roderick said yes i'm a no <laughs> all right that may be the only yes you get but it's a yes I'm riding with it. <laughs> All right, moving moving on in your story. You know that those of you that have listened to this podcast, you know what I'm about. Uh, and part of the reason why I bring on these great experienced leaders and sales is that, you know, our profession is one of these professions that has been moved forward and 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 grown and nurtured through like this one-on-one sort of education that we get that's almost like um 
you know, master apprentice sort of thing, right? You know, when I started my career, there were those elder statesmen in my, in that business that, that they had been through the wars and they put their, well, they didn't actually put their arm around me, but they'd say, Hey, listen, guy, like, this is what you should probably do. This is what I've learned. That's how we learn in this business. And that's how the best mm -hmm. practices get passed on because in most corporate training, you don't get that in corporate training. It's like value props and it's all about them. It's all about their products and services and the perceived impact to the customer. But it's that wise old seller that says, Hey, listen, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is I want you to shout out an unsung hero from your career. One of those folks that gave you some advice, gave you some direction. Maybe it was a, a long-term relationship, or maybe it was just that one time, that one thing, like the, my story of the gold watch in shut the hell up and sell. Um, it is now your time to shut. And I know in, in a career that has spanned a couple of decades, <laughs> it's, it gets harder to shout out one person, but yeah. you got to do it. Who you got, Roger? Uh, I'm going to go and, and I, you know, I've really been thinking about this one. And you're right. There are just probably a litany of folks. So if I don't see your name, it's not because I don't believe that you've helped. It's more of one person that has literally changed how I approach sales, selling, and even enablement. And it's a guy named Tim Ohi. And the reason I say Tim is because not only was he a guy that carried a bag and did it successfully, but he taught me something that sticks with me to this day. And that is you cannot move forward until you give everything that you know, and then ensure that the next person is going to not only pass it on, but add to it. Him and I still talk to this day. Matter of fact, we had coffee this morning and I told him and I'll say it again. Every time I leave him, one, I feel absolutely honored and humble to still be in his tribe. And secondly, I find this, I feel just a little bit smarter mm. every time I walk away. And it's because he teaches real life practical application. He's not a theorist. He's a guy that says, why are we talking about in my case, why are we talking about sales enablement when actually shouldn't it be more about sales execution? And I said, tell me what you mean. And every time he gives me an explanation, it's never what I think it's going to be. And it's always so much better. But it's things that I can now, like a gumbo, I can put my own little flavor in and pass it on to my mentees so that, again, they can always be better than I could ever possibly be. Mm, shout out to Tim. So tell me. What has that meant to you? Like that specific advice and, and direction, how, what has it meant to you or how have you applied it? Well, it, it means a couple of things. One, it means never allowing someone's opinion, whether it be your significant other, your sales leader, your CEO, et cetera, to drive your career because no one has the vested interest that you have. And secondly, it always reminds me that when you are out, and I know you're going to understand where I'm at, stop selling and start helping. Because too many times people, especially sales folks, we go out with this tight, crisp presentation that I'm going to give. I've got my messaging and positioning down. Stop giving presentations. Start having conversations. Mm -hmm. And remember the old adage that people buy from people has never meant what it means right now 
and how important that is. Get to know the individual and then figure out what's important to them. And I think that people would be a lot better at hitting quota, at closing deals, at moving things through the funnel. If they ask one question that I rarely see asked, we all go out and we say, okay, tell me about the company. What's going on? What are the pains? What's happening? Where do you need help? It's that one question that if we asked, the whole process would shift. And that is, so Mr. and Mrs. Customer, what will you working with me and my company and getting what you can only get by having a partnership and a partnership with us, what will you get personally? Will it get you out of the doghouse? Will it get you a bigger seat at the table? Will it put your name up in lights? Because if we only talk about the company and not the individual, first of all, you're only getting 50% of the equation. And the other piece is we all talk about, oh, this champion, this champion. You know what a champion is? It's a person that actually is starting to establish a relationship with you, not just a buyer's journey with you. Love it. So many nuggets and um, here full of quotes. <laughs> presentations. Stop having presentations and have conversations. I love that one. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, it's real. It is real. And I agree. Um, you know, and that's, it's and what I'm hearing you talk about is really understanding and having understanding your 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 customer and having and creating building an intimate relationship. Um, I think there's a lot of superficial selling going on and uh, not a lot of time taken to again have those conversations and understand what matters most um, to them and how we can make real impact in their lives. All right, now it's storytelling time. Storytelling time with RJ. That's what we're going to call this. Second. All right. <laughs> All right. So in the book, Shut the Hell Up and Sell, we spend the first part of the book talking about, I'm sharing stories, um, stories of experiences from my career. And these stories I'm using in a way to better educate people um, as to my philosophy on sales and business. Because I, philosophies are built through experiences, right? We experience something and that now changes how we think about things. So it is time for you to share a story um, from your career. So share something with me that you know, something that happened to you it could be good. It could be bad. It could be in the middle, whatever it is, but it made an impact and help you form your philosophy on either sales or, or business. Um, uh, this one is, I think something that resonates with everyone. It's started with the old statement of sell me this pin, <laughs> right? And, but I'm going to give a, a kind of a, a twist on it. I was in sales training in boot camp, and we went through the scenario of, so sell me this, this pin, right? And it was to this day, the best trainer I've ever had in my life. And I normally hate when people talk about this, but here's why it changed things for me. So she goes around and we, we are in our pods and she's like, okay, randomly sell me this. The next one, she tries to sell the features. Uh, I'll call them the bit bots and bytes. Nope, not going to work. Right. And so then she casts us off to one side of the room. Next person, she goes to a random table, sell me the pen. They start talking about, the functionality, what you can do with it, how it has, you know, this fine print tip to it. Nope. Sends them off, cast them off the island, if you will. Right. 
goes to another person, sell me the pen, talks about, you know what, by having this, it shows, and it was a really, really nice blah, blah. And so she was, or Mont Blanc, excuse me. And she was like, okay, you know what? It gives you this and it, it shows power and it's got weight. Nope. Send off and cast off. She comes over and, and this was not me that, that actually did this. She goes to the person next to me and he says, I don't think you need a pen because I don't know what you're going to do with it. Before I can sell you this, I need to understand, first of all, why you feel like you need a pen. Secondly, what you're going to do with it. Thirdly, how it's going to help you better. And fourth, how it's actually going to, and I'm going to paraphrase for a moment because it's been a while, but how this thing is actually going to now support who you are and what you want to do. That's a paraphrase. And she freezes and she looks at all the people on the other side. And she said, you can now come back off the island and this person I'll buy from. And everyone was like, wait, all he did was ask you a bunch of questions. He never told you why. And she said, exactly. Because he took time to actually understand what I needed, who I was, and intrinsically the intangibles that I was putting in place that I would need to buy that pin. And it had nothing to do with the actual object itself. You actually stopped. And that's where I came up with that statement of having a conversation instead of presentation. It was really about asking you the right questions. I never asked you to give me the answer. It was, let's go on a journey together and figure out if this is the right thing. I may not even need a pen. That may not be the right tool for me. And what I learned from that that changed everything I did in sales that day was stop giving people what you think they need. And secondly, the old adage of, let me repeat this for what you said sell you a pen. And what it really said was, help me understand if I ever even need the pen and what I'm going to do with it. Well, that's a great story. Wow. Now, um, geez, because that's, that's something that so many people I think can relate to that, that experience to sell the pen thing. So when you just said that to me, I'm thinking mm-hmm. back early in my career and I swear I went to a sales trainer training where they did something like that. Yeah. And, and all the answers were mm-hmm. all the same. Like, and, and, but we didn't get what you got. What we got was yeah. Yeah, everyone and around. That's why she's the best trainer I've ever been with. And we all did that same thing. She is really what made me want to become a trainer early on in my career. Really? Yeah. Cause Absolutely. we all did the same thing. We talked to, I can remember this and I, I started my career in the jewelry industry and that's a lot. That's what it was about. Right? Like, okay, well, you know, this is a VVS <laughs> two and it's got his 18 karat gold and, you know, and she's going to love this because the way that it fits on the finger and, and the flow and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, man, that's a way to turn it on the head. That was, that was a game right there. But I will tell you, it felt a little bit like a magic show though, RJ, I'm telling you a little, bit like i think that guy was a plant i think he was a plant because <laughs> what happens if that guy doesn't doesn't show up like that's a tough story that 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 is a uh a, then, a, a difficult so we, we asked that right wasn't a plant because i actually know the person that actually gave the answer yeah and so we were like what happens when you don't ever get to that she's like then we go from the pen we change it to a different object what if you were selling this? And what she said was, what if you were selling fill in the blank to your parents? 
how would that be different than if you were selling it to a stranger? And you know what we got from that was? You would never talk about the benefits and the features to your parents. Yeah. You would actually find out what's going on and what matters to them and how they're planning to use it, why they think they need this, and what else have you looked at besides that. Mm. And the whole point had nothing to do with the object. It was with your parents, you would have that conversation and it would be personal about them, Mm. not to them, but about them. With a stranger, why don't we do the same thing? Mm. Now, that's when the roof blew off. Light bulb came in and it was super bright for me. And I went, wow, start treating them as though you were having a conversation with a friend. So when I'm talking to people, when I would sell, or even if I'm out and say I'm interviewing, I keep the same mindset. And that is before I walk in that door, before I jump on Zoom, I ask myself this reminder and and I make the same statement. Don't try to impress them. Go make a new friend. Not saying you have to be friendly, but go make a new friend. Treat them the same way that they do. And and I learned this actually from my son. And my son was probably three years old at the time. My wife had taken him to the park. And he was playing with these kids as they do for, you know, a good hour, hour and a half. We left. He said goodbye, jumped in the car. My wife asked, so what's your friend's name? (laughs) Know what he said? Blue shirt. (laughs) Name didn't matter. But as adults, what do we do? Hi, I'm Roderick Jefferson. I'm the SVP of blah, blah, blah. I've worked at. All he said was the boy in the blue shirt. Because we had something together. We vibed. I learned from him. We learned from you. Or we played and we had a good time. Start doing that in sales. Mm. Love it. Fire, man. We could do the before we got on. We're joking, uh, having a little conversation, doing a little prep work. And, and and Roderick's like, oh, we could do this for hours. Yes, we could. We could. <laughs> like, we could. I could listen to you for hours. All right. Um, so here's the next thing I need from you. And this is something that I know is super in your wheelhouse. Um, the second part of our book is really about. Tactical execution, simple, pragmatic execution and, and, and direction, because I feel like there's so much, there's a lot of theoretical stuff. It's like people are overly tactical or they're theoretical um, and people get confused. The over t- overly tactical stuff is just confusing and, and, and hard to execute. And then the theoretical stuff has no, there's no plan there's no recipe it's just theory so um you're really good at at distilling things down to simple action and execution so at this point i would like you to leave your one tip piece of advice direction that people can take from this particular episode and apply to their business the minute they stop listening to this and then listen to all the other episodes because this was such fire listen to all the other episodes (laughs) first and then apply what would that be yeah. Well, I, I want to talk directly to sales leaders for a moment. And, and not, it didn't say sales managers, but sales coaches and sales leaders. And it's a three part question that I start every one of my um, team meetings with. I start all of my one on ones with the same question. And it goes this way Do you want me to listen? Do you want me to coach? Or do you want me to fix? Let me say that again right now. Do you want me to listen? coach 
are fixed because it does two things. First of all, as leaders, we are natural fixers. We jump right into that. But most of the time, that's actually not what the other person needs. And secondly, by asking that question, it tells them, one, this is all about your time. And secondly, thank you for telling me what set of ears to put on. Because they may just go, I've got something in my mind. I just need you to listen to this and get it out of my head. Does it sound crazy? Or B, I need you to coach. You've done this for a long period of time successfully. What have you seen work and not work? Or three, I've tried everything I know how to do. Just fix it for me and tell me what I need to go do. Mm. So if you start that, that meeting with, do you want me to listen, coach, or fix? It'll change the entire tone of the conversation. And it forces you to not even be able to multitask as leaders tend to do. Because you're literally focused in, and I'm going to go back to where we were earlier. You're focused on that conversation with that person. Love it. Guys, rewind it. Hit that rewind, a little 15, 30 seconds, whatever it is on the podcast. Boom, go back, write that down. Simple. That's some of the best advice we've gotten, man. Simple, pragmatic. Thank you. Um, and something you can apply right now. And let us know how it worked for you. Um, I would love to hear that. And I would love you to let Roderick know how that worked for you. Roderick, how can people reach out to you? What's the best way that they can connect with you and, con and contact you? <laughs> you know, I always say the same thing. If you can't find me on social media, you're not really trying. You can find me on LinkedIn at Roderick Jefferson. You can find me on Insta at Roderick underscore J underscore associates. You can find me on the net at RoderickJefferson.com. Or if you're still on Twitter, you can find me at the voice of Rod. Uh, do you have a blue uh, check? I'm not paying eight dollars for a check. I know who I am already. <laughs> I don't need to go impress anybody by having a blue dot. <laughs> uh, no, no blue check for me either. <laughs> nope. If no, you guys got blue no, checks, no, I'm not shaming you. One. You're paying you. You're happy with your eight dollars. No, no shame. Do, do your thing. Just saying. Yeah, I, I don't need the the high my name is. I know my name. <laughs> Man, RJ, this has been just a, a tremendous conversation. And you just dropped so many great wisdom bombs. Guys, make sure that you're reaching out to Roderick on whatever platform. Like like he said, if you're not, um, if you can't find him, you're not, you're not trying. He's everywhere. And he does a really great job of, of, of putting great content out there that that um, is impactful, um, it is thoughtful, and it is educational. So make sure that you're following him for his content and you go get his book. Go get the book, which is av available where? It's available everywhere you buy. It's out there in soft copy, hard copy, ebook, and audio book. There you go. And after you get his book, if you haven't already got Shut the Hell Up and Sell, get the book. Yeah. Get the if you book. don't have both of those, your, your life's not fulfilled. You need both of them. Get the book. <laughs> this is called, like, I don't know what this is, but I, I think the more I say it in, in a certain tone, Product like, placement. there it is. It's just going to, like, bore into your head. <laughs> Get the book. You're, you guys, you're going to be, like, in the bed and about to go to sleep, and you'll just hear my voice. Get the book. <laughs> Might be a little creepy, but that's okay if you get the book. All right. Uh, Roderick, this was a ton of fun. Again, guys, make sure you're reaching out to Roderick. Thank you all for your time. I know how much, how rather how valuable your time is. It means the world to me that you would honor us with your listen, with your attention. And uh, I thank you for it. And as we end 
every single episode, I want to remind you guys, remind you that if you don't remember anything else, well, first of all, you got a problem because Roderick just dropped mad wisdom bombs. You need to go back and you need to write notes. (laughs) But if you don't remember anything else, remember this. Say less. See you guys next time. Hey guys, it's Ronnell, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the Shut the Hell Up and Sell podcast. If you liked it, please rate us five stars on whichever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. And while you're at it, punch that subscribe button. That way you get notified every time we drop a brand new episode. Hey, I'd also appreciate it if you went to our website, shutthehelluponsell.com and became a member. It's absolutely free. And you'll have the opportunity to listen to previous episodes of our podcast, check out some of our free courses, get a copy of the book, and we'll send you sales tips and motivational nuggets from time to time. Lastly, if you'd like to book me for either appearances or speaking engagements, just send an email to my team at team at shutthehelluponsell.com.